This is the Larry Society, episode 15. <laughs> laugh about it, laugh about it. And today we got a very special guest. We got blood in here. We got my sister Ash in here. Ash, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Oh, yeah. Nick, thanks she, for having me on your podcast. Of course. She's got the natural voice too. Phenomenal singer. Got to check her out. Got to check her out. I'll drop some links in here to go follow my sister's account. <laughs> uh, she's a phenomenal singer though. So she's already used to the mic. She's comfortable with it. She rocks the stage. She knows what's up. So sis, we got some good topics today, but let's just start with the obvious. I'm a spaz. People know me now, but they didn't know me back then. What was it like growing up with a spastic brother? It was never a dull moment, yeah. like ever. Like I was a single child for half a second and uh, then you came into my life and finally I was like, yes, the spotlight right. is off of me. Yeah. But little did I know, the spotlight was like, yeah. it was, it loved you yeah, <laughs> and you were so much fun. Like yeah, literally the, the craziest kid dancing on the dance floor, yeah. any family event. We had a good times. You know, anytime anyone was sad, you know, mom, dad, me, whatever, having a bad day, he would just do something crazy and crack us up, like always. Yeah, and Ashley too, so she's 10 years, well, nine right now, right? Nine For four years. months, yeah. So right now, she's nine years older than me. It transitions, uh, but we're still super. Years. Well, I mean, like when you turn, when your birthday comes, then it's 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nine, oh yeah, it's nine years ago. But anyway, but we're still super tight mean, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. like even though you're older than me, it's my big little sister. I'm taller than her, but barely. Yeah, he's my but little big brother. That's right. That's right. But anyway, yeah, growing up with my sis, a couple of stories. One time, Ashley was out here trying to teach me the alphabet because clearly my dumbass teachers couldn't get it done because, we'll talk about this later, but my ass was, if everyone knows me now, I still can't read or spell. So I probably could have cracked it back then, but I blew my opportunity because Ashley was trying to teach me uh, the alphabet one day when mom and, yeah, mom and dad went on some date or whatever. And I remember I was like, just trying to be a little shit. So I actually went in the garage to grab like chips or something and I just locked you out. Turned off the light. Turned off the light, tried to scare even though she's like 15. Like, she's probably yeah. not tripping at all. No. And then remember what you did to make, you made me all shit my pants? I was like, Nick, open this door. Right. Open this door. I got so mad. I kicked yeah. the bottom of the door and yeah. you're like, no. Yeah. And I was like, if you don't open this door, I'm going to call mom and dad. I had yeah. zero phones. Yeah. The phone like, was inside. Somehow I heard your little footsteps running back like, do, 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 do. Yeah. You I ran so back. Scared. And then you're like, Unlocking it, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, now I got you. Yeah, now you're fucked, kid. (laughs) No, yeah, we had good times, and we used to make forts. Remember the bus? Yeah. We go in, like, the backyard, get the pillows, get the huge, like, fort set up. Mm -hmm. All the blankets. Yeah. We'd have, like, sleepovers in your room. Mm -hmm. Have my little light, my little light up, little, like, fucking gummy animals. I don't even know what they're called. Oh, one time, remember? So, for anyone that doesn't know, everyone, because no one lived with my sister and I, but my sister and I. We had a Jack and Jill room, so oh, like yeah. the doors opened up. So mm-hmm. like we technically had one room, but we They're just like shut the door. They're like accordion doors. Yeah, kind accordion of, but doors. Not. They're yeah. wood, not yeah. like plastic or But whatever. you can literally just open them and like you're seeing the other person. It, it's like so. a bigger room at that point. Exactly. So I remember this one night so clearly. <laughs> I was like sleeping, it was like midnight, and I had all these fucking stuffed animals. <laughs> and I just start throwing them at my sister, and she starts throwing them back. We're supposed to be sleeping and we're just having like this full on like stuffed animal fight at like I remember like mom in the or someone like opening the door, we pretend we sleep like Yeah, yeah, right. Just playing playing. And then wake up again and just get right back into it. Yeah. Or I remember the first time I'd ever realized that the that the day goes by quick if you sleep in. I like stayed up with you. I don't even know. We stayed up for a long we stayed up to like three or four. I don't even know what you're doing, just being kids in your room. And I woke up the next day. This is the most fat ass shit you're gonna hear in your life. I wake up the next day. It's 4 p.m. and dad comes home half an hour later and I only had breakfast. I started crying because I'm like, I missed lunch. 
I would get to eat lunch. It was dinner time where I didn't like, dude, I would just need to get to eat lunch. I was that was the first time I ever like slept in. Like, upset. Yeah, I was so bummed. I'm like, damn it. I woke up, it was 4 p.m. I started crying. I'm like, God, I missed two meals. To be fair, I also love food. So yeah. yeah. I'm not we're big foodies. Yeah. <laughs> we just went to the uh, vegan uh, vegan restaurant, I guess you could call it, at Ohm. Ash, did you like it? It was delicious. You liked it? I got the tofu kale salad. Mm. Not a big tofu fan. Yeah. But it was really good. It was good? I loved the kale salad. It was good. Yeah. They had like a red onion or red cabbage slaw on yeah. it. It was really good. Yeah. Do you think you could do the vegan lifestyle? Because I have friends that do. Do you think you could do it like... For years, I feel like missing out meat and because I know a lot of people like you got to be so like particular and like locked in on exactly what the you're eating because style. yeah because not only that but also too like you're in a, you're missing a lot of energy so you have to get your energy from a lot of other one hundred percent I could do it like you think I so? don't have to so I don't yeah I'm not a huge red meat eater in general right yeah. I think like J C really loves yeah my husband he yeah. really loves red meat and so like I don't really get into red meats too much until like he started cooking yeah. for me. But I could totally do it. Um, the biggest mistake people make with speaking like I'm an expert, I'm not. But no, go ahead though. This is good insight. People so make like... with like becoming vegan or vegetarian. Like I remember in high school, a lot of friends were like, "I'm yeah. vegetarian," but like all they would eat is like bread yeah. or potatoes, and like yeah. you—that's technically sure vegetarianism, mm-hmm. but it's not because like you said, there's a lot of protein that you miss. So yeah. you're supposed to eat a lot of legumes, and like you're supposed to eat a lot of like you know, protein-packed foods yeah. that make up for it. So, like, a lot of people, when they first start out, I know, like, weight is an issue because yeah. when you're eating meat, you know, you know this, it's, yeah. it, it leans you out, right, yeah. a lot of the foods. Plus, like, with any diet, like, every body, mm-hmm. kind of every body is different. So yeah, like, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, like, I I think I could totally do pesky. T- I did. I did a gluten-free. Yeah. For, like, I remember that. Yeah, you did. That was the best. Yeah. I, I really, like... I, I felt better. I had more energy. Right. But that's just because I changed, like, I wasn't eating as many processed foods. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's so many diets out there now. It's, like, clean eating, yeah. plant-based, like, Meat, carnivore keto, diet, yeah. paleo. Like, there's so many. But within right. it, I think, like, I could totally do veganism nowadays. It's easy. Yeah. But I don't want to. Yeah. Because, I mean, and I don't even eat that much meat. I think I'd miss yeah. fish and chicken the most. Yeah. Kind of on what you're talking about too, as far as you saying like how people say they're vegan or vegetarian, but they don't really know, right? Mm-hmm. They're just going off the um, the stereotypical what they think, mm-hmm. right? But they're not really following it to like the T. I did the keto diet for four days, right? And I thought the keto diet, I always thought it was just meat and cheese, meat I did and cheese. That. Yeah. But there's a lot of other things you can eat. You can yeah. eat berries. It's basically like high in fibers. You take you take out every single carb out of your diet. Mm-hmm. So that your body goes into a state of ketosis, but it's actually not good for you in long term. I've heard there's a lot of like negative side effects. Short term, it is good, but when you take out the um, uh, carbs, your body then resorts because its first source of energy is carbs, and then it's fats. So your body starts burning fat, so you lose hella weight. But um, doing that, I just I like did it for four days. My dumbass didn't realize you could eat all these other things still that yeah. were for ketosis. Yeah. Um, I was literally only eating. I went to Winco, which is like the 99 cent store of grocery stores here. <laughs> it's like cheap food when you bought on a budget in college. And I got like fucking just meat and cheese, all different kinds. And literally after the fourth day, actually, TMI, leave it up. My sh- I was just shitting out Titanic bricks, like nothing. It hurt so bad to go to the bathroom too. I would, you know the little handle on the Nobody's toilet? Supposed to eat that much cheese. Yeah, you know the little handle on the toilet? Yeah. Like, What's that for? That's for homies going through keto, Ashley. I was gripping that like, ah! It hurt so bad. I felt like oh, I was going to pass keto out. Bar. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah the, I was pooping out Cliff Bar, keto oh bars. Oh my God, no. And so anyway, after like four days, I'm like, I need bread. I just like, Ate yeah. a loaf of bread, but 
I didn't do it correct. I wasn't really doing ketosis. Yeah. That's because, the thing, right? Like having knowledge about changing yeah, it up and exactly. doing things like, like, you know, yeah. when you start any diet or any, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be knowledgeable before you do it. Just like, I feel like too, like we were talking about off the little uh, podcast when we went on the bike ride today, which was, was a bomb bike ride. So we went fun. around Chico. Yeah. Seven miles. Yes, sir. A little Aunt Lance shout Armstrong. Shout out to Jen for letting me borrow her yeah, bike. Yeah. Shout out Jen. Because uh, I didn't bring it. There you go. Uh, but, um, we were talking about how, shit, what was it? Uh, damn, I just had it. I forgot it. We were talking about, like, right. oh, the gym and like, like, like you were talking about, like you, you got to do something that is tailored to you because yeah. you, high you, intensity. yeah, high intensity. So and I feel like that too, for people in the gym too, like some people will just go in there and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get big. But you're like, how? Like you need to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And so like for you, you understand like, oh, for me, I need to do hits, high intensity interval training. You know, or for me, like I have to have like notes almost like a grocery store. So when I'm in there, I get what I need to get done and get out. But when you kind of just have this vague idea of, you know, I want to be vegan or I want to be vegetarian or I want to do the keto diet or I want to, you know, even for the gym, I want to, you know, gain muscle. If you don't have the right knowledge and the right like uh, structure and like map, basically like plan, you're not going to get done. That's like a lot of things. Yeah. I think we were talking about that with like school too and choices of, you know, what to do with life. Like if you don't have a plan, you're just floating. Yeah, and that's, that's true, it. and it's With like, anything. and like exactly, and like choosing to go to school or not to go to school is another yeah. big thing because when you think about like nowadays, right? There's so many of these quick, uh, get rich quick schemes that you see. Most of them are bullshit, but I think a lot of kids are um, attracted to that, like NFTs, which are becoming a big thing. Which there is, I think, there's legitimate. Um, there's definitely like a uh, a market and a business for NFTs, which for people that don't know what those are, it's basically digital art that people are paying. A fucking dick, like millions of dollars. We're in the wrong line of work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Need to figure it out. But um, yeah, and I think that there is no right or wrong. But I, actually, obviously, I want to hear your perspective too. But my little two cents is like going to school, especially nowadays. It's a lot less necessary. I mean, you can make the argument that it's more necessary because they say that a bachelor degree now is almost like a college, high school, or a high school degree back in the maybe eighties, nineties. But I also think too, there's so many other ways to be successful that you don't need college as much as you did. Back in the eighties and nineties, but what do you like? What do you? What's your take on that, Ash? I, I mean, speaking of someone who like never had a plan for school, I just have been in school. Yeah. Since like I was put in school, yeah. basically. Um, I won't get too much into it, but basically, oh, I feel like if you're going to school just to go to school because someone else told you to, you're not going to want to go to school, so you're not going to do well. Right. And then if you don't choose a goal, like I don't care who you are. Like, if you don't choose a goal, one goal, then you're never going to, like, finish anything. Right. You just float around. You don't really know. So, I switched majors a lot. Like, I went to school, right? And then... Well, what majors, just so, like, for the audience, like, what were you, like, what were you taking? I was a music major first at uh-huh. Park College. Right. I love that school. Yeah. Um, Park's great. We yeah, both went there. Music major. Go and Raiders. then I realized, like, I love music for fun. I'm not really, like, classically trained or yeah. anything. Um, I do research some stuff, right? But, like, yeah. it wasn't... It wasn't enjoyable to me to like go through and do music theory and like those people are very dedicated. Yeah, um, there's a lot of science behind it too. There's a lot of math, yeah. lots of math. You're right. Um, and then I switched to business, and then I was like, that's not for me either. Yeah. Then I switched to communications yep. for a hot minute, and then I switched to. I mean, this is all early, yeah. right? So like whatever. Then I switched to sociology, so I finished, got my A there, 
um, and then I double, like, you know, because like everyone who's taken 500 yeah. classes, <laughs> yeah. you can just you get a shit ton like, of like, oh, I'm so smart. I yeah. got a second degree. It's yeah, like, that's no, it. That's what I got to hear. Like, you got behavioral sciences. I'm like, what? That's the fuck? what I did too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, I took so many classes, same thing. I was like, well, I might as well because I'm racking out all these classes. I took these classes. Yeah. Like, I didn't start caring. And then I applied for, like, I, I, applied for, I got into Chico. Yep. I applied. I got into San Fran, yep. you know, just to go and. I decided, like, that's not what I wanted to do, so I started researching. I was like, what do I even want to do? Yeah. Like, I'm working at a company now, which is great. I have tons of customer service background, yeah. you know. I feel like that in itself was school, mm-hmm. too. So, like, I learned a lot about business, the internal, like, intrapersonal skills yeah. and interpersonal skills. Yep. Um, like, you know, working one-on-one with people yep. and then also working with, like, you know, I think the biggest training I ever gave in person was like a hundred people at a time. And yeah. Like wow. hundred, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, also giving trainings to like, you know, one-on-one, like I said, or like 20 people and yeah. you have to have different skills for sitting down. Like I'm talking with you yeah. and different skills to like work with a big crowd. Right? Yeah. And you know that. And some people only tap only people. Some people are only good with one-on-one and mm-hmm. shit the bed in front and of crowds. And some people can only talk to crowds that are introverts. We talk to one-on-one yeah, too. So exactly. finding, being able to, like you talked about, not only excel when it comes to talking to one-on-one, but talking to crowds is something that um, I think a lot of people should that should uh, be mm-hmm. interested in trying to get better at because you're definitely a diamond in the rough in yeah. that case. Well, for me, like I, that's where I think of like the job I'm at now as school. Like yeah. I've learned a lot. My writing got better. My typing was way faster. Like mm-hmm. I first started at the company at 21 years old. I had a typing speed of like 56, and then. Within the like, I think six months it jumped to like eighty something, eighty eight or whatever. So you got to crank and my mom. It, well, it got yeah. faster, and now I don't even know what it is to this day. But I mean, I just I learned a lot, and um, to me, I think if you know what, like if you don't know what you want to do, but you start to learn about yourself and your strengths, it gives you a better idea of like maybe I do kind of know now. I'm gonna reassess right. five years later what I do want to do. So I started looking into things and I found communi- uh, found communication disorders, right? Yeah. I found speech language pathology and I got really excited about it because um, I do love singing. I do love working with people. I think the human voice is like so fascinating because everybody sounds yeah. different. Uh, you know, voice actors, you know, actors, people with accents, different, mm-hmm. you know, uh, languages. I think it's just fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I decided like, you know what, I'm passionate about this and I would love to help people who have either damaged their voice or, you know... Sound like your brother? Yeah. Sound like fucking Batman? <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly, yeah. For real. <laughs> um, I just... I, I thought it was fascinating. So, therefore, I had a math. Little did I know that I was like, oh, cool, I'll just go to school, get my bachelor's, and then no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. No, wrong. It, it took me... Like a year to get into a different school, right? Because even right. though I applied to Chico and everything else, I had to. Yeah, it's competitive. Yeah, it's I had to get into a different, a different school. I went to Northridge. And, um, that's two years. And then I decided I cared about school. Yeah. Like I was around people who were way younger than me, right? Because mm-hmm. my career changed. Yeah. And I cared about school and like getting good grades was important to me. So I, I then was kind of like, there's, it's kind of like a, like you said, competitive. Yeah. It's more of like fear of failing. Like, that drove me to do better. And right. like, whereas I look back at my grades when I was younger, like I didn't really know what I want to do. I didn't care. Yeah. Now I have something I want to do. And then I realized, okay, I actually have to go for my master's to do this. Like, yeah. okay, I'll do it. So in my case, I think choosing to go to school is important for me because I'm choosing a profession that requires certification right. and a master's degree. I don't think you necessarily, like I probably could have stayed at, stayed at the company I'm at now 
you know, and then transferred, like, you know, eventually to, like, another company and, like, taking the skills that I've learned and, like, you know, just keep growing. Yeah. And I feel like you don't have to be in school for that. Yeah. Like, you you do. Some places will turn you away. But if you gather, like, I've been there a long time, right? Right. If you gather enough experience and you feel confident in what you're doing, then maybe that's your path instead of school. Right. So, I don't know. No, that's, that was a great way to, um, to, to analyze it. And I think, too... Going back to what you talked about when you, you know, you tried business, you were a music major, then you did communication, now you're doing communication disorders. You know, when you're going through your life, whatever age, but like you were in your 20s when you're doing this, you got, that's the time when you need to try different shit out to see what do you want to do? Because I'm thinking I'm in the boat where you were at when you're like, I, I honestly don't care about school. I'm going here, but I did it just to move out. Mom and dad both know that, but I did it just to move out. I'm not anti-school. I understand there's a lot of value to it, but I definitely do have a little bit of that mindset. Like I'm, I'm doing when I'm reading all these books from successful people podcasting. I'm doing things that most kids my age aren't doing. Um, applying that's the next step. But what I'm saying is, uh, you got to go through different things to try and evaluate. Okay, what do I like? What don't I like? And then you eventually will stumble on shit. And so those kids, I have no problem with someone that doesn't know what they're going to do with their life as long as they're trying something. It's those kids that just sit home all day, get high, or do work their nine to five, and they're not they're they're miserable and they're not trying to excel in any area. Those are people at the end of the day when they go to their deathbed, they're like, fuck, I wasted this life. So for you, you're doing great because you tried all this different shit. You failed. Like I failed too, but you failed in like music, right? Communications. Definitely. I failed in school. And through these failures, now you're having success because you're like, oh, okay, I fucked up here. I fucked up here. Yeah. But I'm actually passionate about this. Like you said, now I got to go to a master's program, but you gave a fuck. So yeah. you're going to continue to pursue it because now you find out what makes you tick. There's, exactly. I feel like I have something to lose and exactly. the only person standing in my way is me. Yeah. So I feel like, like here's a perfect example. Yeah, go ahead. Like I took some stupid algebra class at Moore Park that. and sucks. at that point they split the class in half. So it's even longer if you take that route because you need to take the second half of that class. Oh, it's then like two semesters? Like, so it's like a year of math or what do you mean? Yeah. It's like, it'd be like algebra, like. For example, algebra one. And then algebra two. Or elementary algebra or whatever. Yeah. They would split that class, which you usually take together, in Mm -hmm. half for people who have, like, trouble. Yeah. So I was doing that, but because it was twice a week, like, I don't know, an hour and a half, and and homework outside. I never did the homework outside. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? And it's like, sometimes, not to cut you off, but like, mm-hmm. it's like, when is this going to be applicable to me? Now, I understand what some people, yeah. math can be, mm-hmm. but like for a lot of people in the world, unless purpose. there's not, there's yeah. not a lot of purpose when I you're taking it. a lot of these classes. Later, I knew I wanted to get out of there and finish and, right. you know, I was going to do sociology. So I at least had a little plan at that point. Yeah. Um, I took that same class over summer, shortened every day, four days a week, sorry, four days a week for like four hours a day or whatever. And I got an A. Like, yeah. because I was then determined to be like, okay, I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm done. What do I need to do? And because it was constantly, like we talked about working out, it has to be like. Yeah, consistent. Yeah, yeah. consistent in yeah. my face. Like, I don't do well with the like, let's drag this out. Yes. I need things to be Gotta happening move. consistently yeah. for, for my results. That's just me personally. Yeah. My results are going to be better if I'm doing something constantly. Which is kind of not fair because, you know, like that other math class, for example, in any class. You're supposed to be doing that stuff on your own outside. Yeah. Therefore, it is consistent. It's right. just I didn't have the drive to do it. Yeah. And I think, too, um, a little bit mm-hmm. kind of to go back to what you're saying. I was listening to this guy. I don't know if you ever heard his name. is Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. He's like a, he was like a world-renowned like psychologist. And uh, he just he basically lectured in colleges and then he got famous. I mean, he died in what, like the 70s. But like all his clips have been saved and they're up on YouTube. But he's basically like the the most, I guess, like the godfather of like deep thoughts and like purpose and meaning. And what he talks about, going back with you, like finding your passion with uh, communication disorders, 
and trying to figure it out with what's basically what you want to do with your life. Talks about like if you don't have passion doing something, like he says, he always asks college students. You know, I, I asked them, you know, what would you like to do? Because they all they all come to him and they say, Professor, I don't have the faintest idea what we're gonna do when we get out of college, which is still very applicable 50 years later. Me and all my friends, a lot of my friends, we don't know exactly what we're gonna do. I'm I'm starting to understand an idea, maybe sales, maybe podcasting, maybe you know, some sort of entrepreneurship, and I still don't know. But you're that's totally fine, right? Exactly. But he tells them, he says, Okay, well, what if money wasn't an op- like an object or you know, what would you do? And they say, you know, we'll be writers, we'd be painters, poets. That's what he said at the time. He's like, but they all say to him, but we know that we're not going to make any money doing that. And he says, listen, to sum it up in today's words, he basically says, if you do something you're passionate about, you're going to continue to get better and better to a degree that somebody, because somebody will give a fuck about what you like. Even if it's the most particular thing like building batteries, right? Or I don't even know, painting drywall, which that's actually a big thing. I don't know. (laughs) Selling carpet, right? Like that's so specific. Mm -hmm. Um, But there will be someone that will pay for your for your skills and he says he basically says he calls it a fee he's like if you get good enough at what you're doing you're passionate about it so you're going to want to get better and better and better and better eventually someone will pay you for it and joe rogan also says something along the lines of look if you tell a guy dude you're going to be an electrician and he says i don't want to be an electrician and he gives up and he does shitty everyone's going to say that guy's lazy he doesn't care about being an electrician he's not going to do anything but then you tell that same guy he literally uses this example no pun because i love golf too he goes you tell that same guy you're going to be a golfer and he loves golf all that guy's going to do all day, every day is golf, 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 get better and better and better because he's obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. You have to find something that makes you obsessed and makes you tick because at the end of the day, life is short. You don't want to waste your time doing bullshit that you don't want to do. Right. Now, you do have to sacrifice time. There's a difference between sacrificing and doing something you don't like. You like helping people with communication disorders. You probably don't like doing all the homework, but you're going to love the feeling uh, because it's it's ultimately getting you towards your end goal. Uh, exactly. And at that point, it's important to me to know my stuff because I'm ultimately going to be working with somebody like I don't want to go to a like I'm I'm not comparing myself to a doctor or anything but I'm just saying like if you go somewhere for for advice yeah and you know that that person didn't really care or put in the time or work why are you going to take advice from that person right so like I want to make sure that I'm at the top of my game and the best person I could be you know even if I'm failing you know I'll learn from that um but I I just feel like at that point, yeah, the homework might suck or it might be yeah. really difficult or hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a study buddy for that, thank God. But, there you, go. you know, it, it, at that in that moment, what's in the back of my head is I better take the time to do this now because it's only supposed to build off of itself. Right. And if I don't do the, if I don't do this now, it's only going to get more difficult later. And I want to continue to fuel that passion. Yeah. So why would I set myself up for anything else? Exactly. So. Exactly. And that's... Speaking of passions, it kind of, you know, transition a little bit here. Careers versus passions. And mm-hmm. ultimately, your passion can become your careers. Yeah. But having a side hustle for now, like you were telling me, like you, I mean, I've always known, obviously, everyone's just, just listening to this for the first time. But Ashley's phenomenal music. She's been doing it since she was a kid. And you do love people with communications. You do love the the whole, you know, the whole industry of communication disorders. But I feel like music is your first passion, right? And it's, it's your yeah. number one. And so you talked about, of course, and you've talked about how like, yes, you do find, you know, passion, maybe almost equivalent to music, but I feel like nothing is like music for you, right? Like that's Yeah. Like I just love, I mean, I, I was my biggest roadblock. Right. And I still am. And right. now I'm, you know, making a choice to 
do something for myself, like yeah. writing or playing, you know. Right. I got back into piano again, right? Yeah. Or I still had guitar, so I picked that up occasionally. Right. Uh, writing, but I ultimately just love singing. But exactly. it's not that I'm going to, like, stop someone on the street and be like, hey, listen to me, you know? No, yeah. It, it's, it, it's very private and personal for me, which right. is silly, right? Because I have... It's a form of expression. Right. For me, it's very personal. So when you know growing up you know our parents are supportive obviously yeah but growing up you know hey hey it's christmas sing something sing something and i'm like ah uh no yeah <laughs> uh, just uh, actually, remembered nah. i don't know how to yeah. open my mouth right now because right. i'm frozen the stage fight yeah right and not even that it's it's like um i guess it's a form of stage fright it's more of like i it's like i don't keep a diary but if i did mm-hmm. my music or my lyrics would be a diary yeah it's like and then it'd be like cutting myself open yeah sounds gory but cutting myself open and like exposing everyone to like the inside of my brain exactly (laughs) and like i just have so much i don't know i have so much like i like i said i'm my biggest roadblock yeah like it's hard for me to be like listen to this thing i did and like half of me really wants to do that and the other half of me is like no don't they're not gonna care about it as much as you do once you show it it's out there and then you can't explain it and no one's gonna get it you know yeah but it's like at one point you have to just let it go and so I'm starting to do that now. I'm older now. Yeah. It sucks it took me so long to realize it, but hey, it happens. It's better late than never. You're still young. Dude. Yeah. No, thanks. But it happens when it happens, yeah. right? So I love music. I love singing. Ultimately, I just want to sing. Yeah. But I realize that it's really hard to have anybody, like if I say, hey, you know, Nick, because you, you rap and you write, right. you know, and you're great at it. And it I got a little bit of bars. I got a little bit of bars. Yeah. But, okay. like, but if I were to say, okay, I'm going to play this, you know, guitar part and just rap over it and you can and you do but what if i were like hey you know what actually do it in this cadence instead mm-hmm. when you're saying this word like it's it's changing it's not yours it's exactly. not the time so when i sing or when i write with other people like in the past like when i was younger like 19 20 you know trying to write like i'd be like oh i have this thing and like it's these chords on guitar and then whoever i know can play guitar they start playing it and i'm like that's not a, that that sounds nothing like what i thought it was gonna sound yeah like. So it's like at that point I told myself like you know what if you want it to sound how you hear it in your head then you need to you be need the to person to learn. So I started forcing myself to learn and I drop it and I pick it up and yeah. I think I do that to myself because I doubt myself. Right. So I put it down. I'll get really obsessed. Like I'll, yeah. I'll you know cut my nails short and make sure I can play guitar until my fingers bleed or yeah. you know luckily that's never happened and I usually just start to hurt. <laughs> Metaphor. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. On guitar. Blood, sweat, and tears. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then piano, you know, has been a lot easier and I, but it wasn't at first. I was scared to play it again. I don't know. So I, I definitely admire people like you, you know, like you, you literally like, I want to do a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast. I want to work out. I'm going to work out. You Mm -hmm. know, I want to do this. So I'm going to put everything into it. Yeah. So like you, you went out and bought the equipment. Like, you know, you started Hilarious Society. Yeah. You, even during the pandemic, like that was really huge. Like you decided to do like races against like, you know. Like Federico shows, yeah, yeah, like different, like okay, what cereal's gonna win? Or like, yeah, yeah. The battle brackets, or like the battle brackets, do, yeah, horses. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's just and and you go all in, and I really admire mm-hmm. that about you. And so it it kind of it makes me think like, wow, who is the one person stopping me from doing anything? It's yeah. me, right? But I know that already. Yeah, I'm my worst critic. And I think too, like you kind of talked about, it's in a way it is a double. It's a double edged sword because it's like okay, you know how you talked about like, hmm, that's not how it's sounding in my head, right? Yeah. So in a way, you're critiquing them, right? But then you're right; you should play it yourself. But then it's like when you when you play it yourself, when you you know you put it out there, someone could critique you. 
And I feel like as an artist, especially, I mean, there's so many different versions of artists, but clearly I'm talking, I'm talking about musician, music artists. Mm -hmm. When you put something out there, it's, um, you have to be able to, and it's hard, you know, like to take the vulnerability and take the humility or whatever, whatever you're scared of and being like, it is what it is. People hate it. So be it. People love it. So be it. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it for me. And it's like, you're doing it for the people you can help, right? You're doing it for yourself. But you're also like, this is who I feel. If you love it, that's great. That's why I'm making it. But if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. And it's so hard to allow yourself to get to that vulnerable level because it's easy for people to say that, especially, you know, you get these people when they're drunk or or they're on a cloud nine, but it's so hard to do it when you're down bad or you're judging yourself and, you know, your self-esteem might be lower because everyone has highs and lows. I don't care who you are. Everyone's going to go through roller coasters. The richest person in the world might have bad days. The, worst person, the poorest person in the world might have great days. And by the way, quick side note, money does not define happiness. Uh, <laughs> that does not at all, but I'm just using the metaphor. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, being able to allow yourself to be vulnerable with any sort of creation and put it out there. Yeah. So I think like, like you said, like my passion is music, right? So yeah. I, I'm not up there every day or every weekend like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, Ashley's going to go play a show by herself. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not there yet. But, yeah. but for but me, you it will was get never, there. but it was never about, and even to this day, it was never about like, I want to be famous. Yeah. And that's a topic too, right? Yeah. Like, I want to be famous, so I'm going to write this, so I, I want a number one hit, or I want to have this on the radio, or yeah. I, you know, this is why I'm doing this, to make money. Like, yeah. I've never once, and that's actually why it took me so long to do any sort of music, mm-hmm. I never once was like, I want to be famous. Yeah. If anything, it was always like, I want to do this because it feels good, mm-hmm. and I really, really love working with other musicians who get it, you know? It resonates like, with you, and it resonates yeah. with them. Or I can learn something new from them. I right. love that. Or seeing different like perspectives of like writing and doing stuff like that. And I just, for me, it was never about money. But, but if you're going to do something and then it does become about money, you know, at that point, don't you lose have to yourself. Re- yeah, that, at that point, I, I'm I would be scared to be like, okay, it is about money now. But like, how much am I willing to sell myself? Yeah. Like. I'm not happy anymore doing music. Yeah. But I'm making like let's just say I'm making money. Yeah. Uh, it could be zero dollars to like million. You know exactly. Yeah. I'm talking any money, any, oh, any monetary, yeah, yeah. Any, anything. Yeah. At that point, if I'm not happy, then I'm I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And that's just like what we talked about earlier, like self motivation to do something. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to keep going in this direction because I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And I think like. A lot of people, a lot of musicians and artists, they have an edge to them. I don't have it. I, I, I know it. It's just out there and people are hungry. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not necessarily that those musicians want to be famous. It's that they see something in themselves or they know, like, I'm talking about like, I don't know, like, let's talk about any big musician, any, Jay-Z even, like, let's talk about Tyler, the creator, we talked yeah. about him earlier. Like, they know they have something. And they know that their shit is good. Like, mm-hmm. they know, you know, early on and, like, they get hungry and they run with people who, you know, obviously can either support that or facilitate that or whatever or they do it themselves. But, like, I think it's ingrained in you. Like, mm-hmm. some people just have that motivation. Like, you have that motivation. Mm-hmm. But I personally don't. And I know that about myself. And right. that's fine. But music was never about money for me. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it turns into something one day, cool. You yeah. know, Awesome. And I might be too scared because no, yeah. the flames get bright, right? Like you, yeah. you get excited and things are happening and you're moving. But like, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's really, really fascinating. I feel like I'm rambling right now, but I think no, it's really fascinating good. when people are 
really into something and you see that they have that in them and it's ingrained, it's intrinsic motivation. That's yeah. the word I was thinking of. Intrinsic motivation. You're doing it for you because you want to do it or because you are the only person telling you to do it yeah. and it's not happening because of anybody else. That's fire. That This has been a, this was a phenomenal episode. This is really good. I liked it. Uh, Ash, any final thoughts for the viewers? You put, you dropped a lot of insight. <laughs> you had some good, you had some good insight there. Thanks, Nick. Um, no, I mean, I would say get out and pick one thing on your list that you've thought about doing for like however many years or whatever. And then with zero excuses, just go do it. Just send it. Any little thing. Start small. Start small, baby. The world is yours. Let's get it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Larry Society. Love my sis. Glad she was able to be on this episode and uh, we'll see you soon.